There is so much unpredictability in today's financial world. To successfully retire in that environment, it's so important to get on track and stay there. And that's why Steve Davis and Sean Toll of Davis Wealth Management bring you the Path to Wealth and Wisdom podcast. And joining them today to help keep you on the right path, here's Peter St. James. I know before we went on the air, you said you wanted to talk about retirement. And I was thinking, when my father and his father retired, was it easier for them because money was different then? Uh, things were different. Did they have an easier task of retiring than we do? It well, seems very complicated. Well, it isn't. It's complicated. It always is because it's a lack of education. But the reality of it is our grandparents and parents' generations, we look back at those and the approach for retirement was totally different. You know, you have that age group that went and worked at one company uh-huh. all their life. Right. And these companies back in those days offered pensions. And, you know, you throw the pension in with the Social Security, and it gives you a pretty good starting point to get out of the gate for retirement. And so they didn't have to worry about thinking about that stuff. Okay. Okay. Things have changed. You know, people are jumping jobs all the time now. Uh, the beginning of the 401k, which was created in 1978. Is that all? It was only in 78? It was in 78. Wow. And, and the creation of the 401k was really to put more responsibility on the employee planning for retirement as a, as opposed to the employer. Right. So- is that when pensions started to fade into the background? Pensions started to dissipate. Okay, and, okay. you know, they're offered less and less to a lot of people out there. So you have to be aware of this. It's more, it, the ball is more in your court from a planning standpoint. So you have to understand that. And there's so many different ways. It's not just the 401k that you're going to focus on. You mm-hmm. want to focus on different accounts to create that retirement income. Right. Okay. So really- it was a lot easier for previous generations. Yep. It's more difficult now. And one of the key components of why it's more difficult is I think there's a real lack of education going on in that arena and understanding, you know, people are at work and someone may show up for their 401k planning once a year or whatever. Right. Some people may show up. Some people are there, you know, half listening because at the time they're young or they're just too busy to even pay attention. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's a mistake. And they, they may not even get into the details that you really need to know, talking about the potential for how to plan for Social Security, yeah. how to open up other accounts just other than IRA accounts, such as Roth accounts, uh, other investment accounts, different types of financial strategies that are available out there to help create the retirement income. Makes sense. Uh, at least within the um, like the 401k market, um, just from an investment perspective, there have been very good developments and changes there. Uh, previously, uh, employees would uh, put in X percent of their four, five, six percent of their pay, and then they had these choices to invest in, you know, high tech stock funds and um, utility funds and, and what, you know, all these different types. Um, and they were ill equipped to identify a good allocation to pull that together. So the industry developed what's called a target date fund. So you'll see them if you look in your 401k. It says lifestyle or target date means the same thing, 2030, and then target date 2035, 2040, 2050. That date is indicative of the time you intend to retire. So over time, somebody that's working today, they might be in the 2060 fund. It's going to be fairly aggressive. But as time goes on, 
that fund will become a little bit more and more conservative and it'll be more aligned with their basically how many years they have to retirement. So that's been a very good thing. But that only addresses how they invest that 401k. It does nothing to help them um, after they leave work, after you know they're done, when they retire, how they do Social Security and other things. So that's really where the education comes in, Steve. Yeah. And what, the other issue you see with targeted date funds is that's predicated upon their retirement date. Right. When in actuality, understanding the particular person, as, as fiduciaries, it's our responsibility to understand. When you come and sit with us, we're going to understand and, and, and really dig deep and find out what your true risk tolerance is. Because I know a lot of people, I look at these 401k plans a lot, and I'll ask someone and I'll go through the detailed research that we do to find someone's risk profile. And I'll be like, you know, you're basically positioned moderate aggressive right now. And I just did your risk profile and it says that you're extremely conservative. Well, I am. I go, well, do you understand that you're conservative, but picking this targeted date doesn't match your risk profile? That's an issue. And that happens a lot. Really? And so understanding your own risk profile is a better way to approach positioning the 401k than just saying, well, I plan to retire in 2030 or I plan to retire in 2024. You want to build that 401k portfolio and the strategy that you have available to you based on your specific risk profile, right. not but a retirement But it was date. a good starting point for Great most starting, people, sure. right? Absolutely. You know, it's mm-hmm. better than giving them 30 options saying, hey, good luck with it. So it's it was a good step one to, to help folks with this. But then you're absolutely right. Talk to somebody that's in this field. Talk to an advisor. Help them build that that specific risk-appropriate portfolio. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. You know, in the months and years that we've been talking finances, uh, one of the big things that I've gleaned from both of you is education. Education, education is really important to you. Totally. But does it still surprise you when somebody comes in to sit down with you and you say, all right, now what do you have for uh, uh, retirement vehicles? I got a 401k. Yeah. And, and sitting there going, everything you talk <laughs> about is education, <laughs> and what you get are the people that have a severe lack of education. So you have to start from ground zero. You, you do, and it's it's not by any fault usually. No, and the, I'm not, I'm not yeah. blaming them. Yeah, what it is is I think just people, when you're inside the work arena, you're focused on work. It almost becomes a chore to have to sit down and figure out what the 401k is doing, what you're trying to you know get it to do for you, and when you want it to do it for you. That's why we always promote with anybody – who we talk to, it's like going to a doctor. You go to a doctor and they diagnose you and they prescribe meds and they say, yeah, this is what's wrong with you. And you, you know, does everybody always take what that specific doctor does or do they get a second opinion? Most of us all go out and get second opinions. A lot of times we get third opinions. You should, you should do the same thing with your finances. Uh, Would you concur, Dr. Toll? Well, without a doubt, okay. without a doubt, you you need to educate yourself as much as possible and get different perspectives from different people because that's what they are. They're perspectives, right? Everybody, it is science based, but it is still subject to perspectives. So, what you know, one person might think is appropriate, somebody I might else might say, you know, we need to adjust this a little bit, right? So, there's and that's the other thing. There's no one solution for every person. Everything's got to be individualized because there's so many different financial strategies out there that you can incorporate into your retirement plan. And this one strategy may not fit this person's 
risk profile, but it would fit this person. See, I don't think a lot of people understand that. I think that they believe there's a one-size-fits-all retirement plan that, oh, so I need to have $900,000 or I need to have $1.5 million. I need to have they're, – they're so goal-oriented that they just think that there's a, a panacea, and there isn't. And, and that's everybody's focus when they're in yeah. retirement. It's about how big they can build the pot. Right. And the reality of it is, once you get into retirement, it's not about how big the pot is. It's about how do I create income from that pot or different pots, and that's where diversification becomes very critical in understanding how to create income streams. That is the most critical point of retirement. So besides the 401k, there's a lot of other investment vehicles today for retirees to small to uh, earn small but consistent income without ta- necessarily taking on more risk. So what we're looking at is there are strategies out there that we can create that will create a pension just like your parents or your grandparents okay. had, which takes away risk, creates income, and there's a lot of advantages to it. And you're not going to use all your money for this one strategy. This is where you get into diversification of income strategies because you need more than one. Because the reality of it is, think about it. Right now, if you go to retire this year, mm-hmm. this is probably one of the worst years you can retire if all you have is your 401k and you're drawing down on it this year. Because if you're drawing down on that 401k this year at a 4% withdrawal rate and the markets are down 20%, well, you just hit your account for 24% withdrawal. You're going to run out of money yep. sooner than you thought. Yep. Okay. So you really want to, and that's called sequence risk, and we've talked about it. And those are the things we get into detail when we get into the office, right, Sean? Oh, absolutely. We talk about sequence risk. We talk about all the risks you face, sequence risk, inflation. Steve touched on it, your withdrawal rate. How much can you safely take out of your money without running out of money, right? Because what's the biggest fear most of us have? Running out of money. Running out of money yep. and dying poor, right? So what safe withdrawal rate can you take? Uh, let's look at market risks. Is your portfolio appropriate for your risk tolerance? You know, people in their 20s and 30s, they've got a pretty high risk tolerance. They can withstand these market this market volatility. As a matter of fact, it's an opportunity for them. They're working, they're putting money in, now they're buying low when the markets are down. As you get closer to retirement, your uh, appetite or your ability to withstand this volatility drops dramatically. So we will look at all that, look at your portfolio, see how much risk you're taking, identify other risks that you might see. And then, you know, like Steve said, sometimes we look at these ways to create your own pension um, because for the vast majority of us, there's no pension anymore. There's a three-legged stool and one of the legs is gone. The three-legged stool is your pension, your social security, and your savings. 90% of us don't have pensions. Now we're balancing on two legs. So let's use some money appropriately and try to create another pension. And and I'm assuming, I'll go back to the the parent-grandparent analogy, that my money's got to last me longer than their money lasted them, right? Absolutely. I mean, with today's healthcare systems, modern medicine, people are living longer. Back, our parents, our grandparents, they were planning for maybe a 10, 15-year run, where now you're looking at 20 years. Oh, more than that, right? You know, I well, mean, that's 20, the base you, start. Yeah, that's where we're starting. I mean, we're we looking have, 20 to 30. Yeah. We, yeah. we have people yeah. coming into our office right now, 58, 59, and they're checking out. They're like, yeah, I'm done. Yeah. I'm like, what do you mean you're done? That's 30 years <laughs> of retirement planning. Do you have yeah. enough money? Are you? And I'll go through it, and I'll be the first one to say, listen, I'm going to do this for you, and- if it doesn't work, I'm going to be the one to tell you, you're going to run out of money and approximately at what age. 
you got to are you you have to buy into that that's a sobering uh, sentiment to hear it, it is <laughs> it is and people get nervous so the sooner you start planning the sooner you know that there's all these pieces of the puzzle and they all have to fit in the right places that and and the planning the better off you'll be I, i'm assuming you've had to deliver that bad news to people where they've come into you said we're checking out and you go whoa well, hang on let's 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 do the numbers no, no, we're checking out. Let me let me do the numbers. You do the numbers, and then they go, oh, I guess I'm not checking uh, out. And do they stay at work? Well, some do. Okay. Uh, I'm working on a case right now in the office, and they want to check out. And I'm looking at the numbers, and they were going to just check out with their current plan of where everything was. And I go, you know, and I ran some detailed reports. I go, you know, this has the potential of running out of money at age 78. And they're like, what? I go, with where your current position is, yeah. And they're like, well, what can I do? So we took everything in, did a complete analysis, came back with another plan, a more diversified investment strategy throughout all the different types of financial vehicles that are out there. Mm-hmm. And, and we got them to age 90, 95, I think. Okay. So, <laughs> but, but that doesn't happen all the time. Sometimes, right. you're right, Peter, it's like, yeah, you can't. Because the other thing that everybody's got to look at is we're running at a high inflationary rate right now. So compound that issue right. with your withdrawal rate, okay, of taking 4% out, market's down 24, and now it's costing you 8 9% more to buy things. That puts an incredible strain on the financial system that you've tried to put together. How do you factor, how do you factor those numbers in? Well, into a, into a retirement strategy. You, you do. You, you always factor in inflation. We do. Okay. okay? Not at an eight or nine percent. We're kind of peaked here, but there's an average over yeah. a ten-year period. You want to factor that in. And one of the other key components that a lot of people forget to do on their own planning strategies that I see day in and day out, they'll come in and they'll throw me spreadsheets and say, "Yep, this is what my spreadsheet looks like. I have plenty of money." And I'll look at them and I'm like, "Well, you haven't taken into account reducing your Social Security benefit by 170 plus." What do you mean? I go, "Well, once you start to take Bart B." you're reducing your social security right. benefit by $170 a month. So there's that that's a lot of money. On top of that, you didn't put any taxes in here. Oh yeah. <laughs> this money's going to be taxed. Right. It's all pre mm-hmm. pre-tax dollars. Right. Okay? What are you going to run that at? 15, 18%? If you're in a 12% tax bracket, I'd be running it even if you're in a 12 now, I'd be running it at an 18. I'd play the devil's yeah. advocate. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. And the other way we look at this, you know, you ask, so how do you account for inflation? Um, oftentimes when we put together plans, you look at and you, you, you take them the savings, the money, and you, you kind of put it into different buckets, right? So you're going to have a bucket that's going to produce income, right? So hopefully it doesn't lose money, but it produces income that you're going to use to pay the bills. And then you have another bucket because, again, we're spending so many years in retirement that's growth-oriented. We have to have some growth when you're spending 30 years in retirement. So a piece of money that, you know, that has some growth. Um, and so that, you know, and then other money that uh, is hopefully stable, maybe has a little bit of growth. Um, but when you get inflationary environments like this, then you can tap into it. Right? You can say, okay, you know what, let's tap into that pot of money over there, which will bring in some extra money uh, or income coming in in retirement to help pay these inflated uh, expenses. You've been listening to the Path to Wealth and Wisdom podcast, presented by Davis Wealth Management. If you have any questions, call 888-333-3818 or go online to daviswealth.com. 
mgmt.com. You can also subscribe to the podcast on your favorite apps. Investment advisory services offered through Brookstone Capital Management, LLC, BCM, a registered investment advisor. BCM and Davis Wealth Management are independent of each other. Insurance products and services are not offered through BCM, but are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed agents. The opinions expressed by Davis Wealth Management and guests on this radio show are their own and do not reflect the opinions of this radio station. All statements and opinions expressed are based upon information considered reliable although it should not be relied upon as such. Any statements or opinions are subject to change without notice. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Past performance cannot be used as an indicator to determine future results. Any strategies mentioned may not be suitable for everyone. Information expressed does not take into account your specific situation or objectives and is not intended as recommendations appropriate for you. Before acting on any information mentioned, please consult with a qualified tax or investment advisor to determine if it is suitable for your specific situation. This program is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with regard to subject covered.